What is going on, everybody? Scott Hogan coming back at you here. We are having our recap of the Open Championship, the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews Golf Links, the old course. And what a tournament it was. We had a really exciting week. Cam Smith ends up coming away with the victory. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk mainly about that because I think we're going to have some shakeups and things coming soon. Unfortunately, it seems like, although, you know, I'm not sure about unfortunately because I think overall in the long term, good things will happen for the game of golf. And I think we'll get all this figured out. Um, and, uh, you know, people will be back to where we want them to be. I, I think that's just going to be something that we're going to see as we go forward. But uh, first off, let's talk about the uh, the Open here. Okay, so St. Andrews Links, the home of golf, a golf course that, you know, coming in, it was debatable whether this golf course was going to hold up. And... You know, kind of as as always is with these Lynx courses, uh, the the weather really dictates how hard they are. You, you have to, you really have to, um, you know, you have to build these golf courses. And, and, and first off, they're built in times when they don't have all the modern technology that we do now and things like that, which I think actually makes them better. But, uh, you know, they're also in different parts of the world where the ground is much different the agronomy is much different you know things like that and also you have weather that changes on a dime it it really can get brutal and you have to basically design courses that can handle that so these golf courses are definitely built to handle some rough weather so when you get these conditions that are not tough you know the courses aren't going to be overly difficult um, unless you're hitting it into bunkers, unless you are really struggling to putt, that's usually when you start to see people really have uh, some really interesting things going on. So the golf course played easy. It de- definitely had some trick ups in it. The RNA, I always love the way they do things. They they don't really try to aim for a score. It seems like you know it's not like the USGA where they say, hey, we're trying to get around par. Something like that. They, if it's going to be easy, it's going to be easy. They just let it go. Now they did tr- do some craziness with pins. I mean, there were some tough pins, but you know, obviously with where the scores are, these guys can handle that, and they're they're going to figure it out. Um, so without the elements, the golf course was going to be easy. And again, kudos to the RNA for just letting it be, and again, just letting things go where it needs to go. Um, as we go through the game and play in these championships, they never are the story. When it comes to their championships, which I love, you know, they just lay back. So you had the the golf course and obviously everybody was wondering if it was going to be too easy. And Cam Young comes out right away early on Thursday and he shoots 64. We saw some pretty darn good scoring as we look at some of the, uh, the scores. You know, it was pretty low to get off to the start. You know, Rory comes out with a 66. Um, you saw Cam Smith come out with a 64 on Friday, you know, just some really, really good scores all around. You didn't see too many guys going under par, um, as they were going. It's just, uh, you know, one of those things where you really, if you weren't shooting in the sixties on day one, you probably had to feel like, Hey, I'm getting 
a little bit behind the ball. Now, there was definitely an advantage to going out early. That's one of the things with this tournament. The weather does play a massive factor, and the draw plays a massive factor because tee times go for like, I mean, they start at 6.30, and I think they went till 4 o'clock local time, British time. And so, you know, that's a long day of tee times because they can play into the dark, and they only do one a single tee start. You know, the way these courses are designed, doing a double tee start really isn't that feasible, nor do we really want it. I don't think we really do. Um, I like when they play the golf courses the way they do it. I kind of like everything about it. I love waking up early. I love watching golf all morning, all day, um, and having that going. But, uh, you know, you definitely saw in the afternoon the wind picking up and definitely made things a lot easier. So not a surprise that a lot of the guys that were in the earlier waves you know, are the guys that finished really well in this event. There were some guys that played later that played well, but, uh, you know, it was definitely harder in that wave. But what you saw was those uh, scores getting pretty low. And then the uh, the big thing was we saw the return of Tiger. And Tiger, right off the bat, you know, it, it's been difficult to see him play golf um as a fan, it's awesome to see him play. But right off one, he hits it in a divot. He gets kind of screwed. He hits a poor shot, in my opinion. I think, you know, old Tiger would make that ball go over the green, if anything. But he puts it in the burn, makes double bogey. And, you know, really get doesn't come back from that. He ends up shooting 78. And he just kind of, you know, goes along. The other thing that happens with Tiger, Tiger is not good at putting on slow greens. These greens were supposedly rolling around 10. Uh, you saw some massive putts and these guys having to m- hit them super hard, massive swings. So that was the big thing you saw. Y- y- you know, you saw that throughout it. The course looked great. It was, I love when it's burnt out and all that. It's different. But uh, you also saw some creativity. You saw some bouncing the ball around. You saw putts. You saw Rory putt one from 60 yards on Sunday. You saw Cam Smith putt one around a bunker on Sunday, the road hole bunker. You know, I think you saw some crazy things. I think you see some things that because it's St. Andrews, we're like, yes, this is awesome. Because it's Lynx golf, this is awesome. You know, putting from the road on the road hole. You see guys hitting the ball 100 yards left and still being in the fairway. You see guys having 170, 180 foot putts because they hit the wrong green. Cam Smith hit a wonderful chip, I believe, on Saturday where he actually hit the incorrect green and then chipped it up to like two feet unbelievable chip shot off the surface didn't move a blade of grass it was crazy um those are the things that you see in this championship and uh man it was really fun it was really exciting to watch um i i'm happy to see cam smith i've been a big fan of his for a while um he's been somebody um, that i follow because i i follow his coach and um i follow some of the australian coaches on their national team trying to work on how they kind of do things over here and bring those over to America. They've done such a good job in Australia and uh, you know, he's, he's a product of that program. And so have known about him for a while. I love somebody that has a fantastic short game and putt first that's able to win these events. Although he is no slouch anymore when it comes to distance, he definitely can hit the ball, but uh, you know, it was really, really cool to see. Um, he, and, and in all fairness, he just, he went and won the tournament. He almost lost it on uh, Friday, no Saturday on I think it was the twelfth hole. I mean, he had to make one of the worst decisions ever. 
where he tried to hit a baseball swing shot out of a bunker. You know, Paul Aziner said it on the broadcast. That was the perfect thing to say was, you know what? You're risking your whole tournament on a shot that you'd never practice. That's a, a pretty good way to sum it up, if you ask me. That was a bad decision that led him into, I mean, this is what I see from amateur players that I coach is he hit it and then he hit it into the junk. Then he tried to hit it out of the junk again, didn't get out of that. And then uh, he actually hit a decent shot out of the bush and then he, but he's still in the junk and it just leads to a big number. And then it looks like that's going to take him out when everybody's going low and he's getting passed and he's not making any putts, you know, that's going to be tough. But he, cut, he came back on Sunday, and, uh, you know, luckily he had just enough to get it done. He had an extremely hot putter. I would say he hit some unbelievable shots. Uh, he really hit the ball well. He hit the ball well pretty much all week. And he got a little fortunate that Rory really just caught maybe the coldest putter you can have. I mean, Rory, that's the one thing about this event. You know, I think a lot of people are thinking you know, did Rory lose it or not? I'd have to say no, that he didn't lose it. He just lost to a really good player that day. Guy came and shot 64 to beat him. Um, you know, essentially by one, I think Rory plays the 18th differently if he's not trying to make eagle. Um, but, you know, that's just stuff we would look at as we're going through. So it's just stuff that we would like to try and make, uh, you know, you try to make a big number and then you don't make the birdie that you normally would make. So I think... Um, you know, Rory played really good. He hit drives really well. He kept the ball in play. Didn't hit in any bunkers, I don't believe, at all on the, on the uh, Sunday round. Did not make a bogey. He hit every green. And he hit a lot of shots fairly close. Like, not crazy close, but he never was really in trouble. But he hit a lot of great putts that just did not go in. And, and you know, sometimes that's just going to be it. That's just going to be it. And, uh, you know, we don't know what we're going to get. So what does it mean going forward in the game of golf now? So now we are past all the majors um, in this new schedule. We're, you know, I guess now we look forward to in a couple of weeks, we have the FedEx Cup playoffs. We do have the ladies major coming up at Avion, um, which I do like uh, watching. I, I like seeing the uh, ladies compete a little bit. Got a couple of friends that are going to be over there, so we'll be watching that. But, uh, you know, the big thing that we're going to be looking at right now is, um, you know, I think we're going to be looking at trying to see what goes on with the live. Uh, we've already got rumors flying, I mean, pretty much immediately after the final putt dropped. I mean, it couldn't have been any quicker. Um, we're hearing rumors that Cam Smith's going for $90, $90 million, uh, which honestly seems low. For, uh, if you could get the... If he could do that again and get the current Open champion um, and number, I believe he's now number two in the world um, as he goes. I mean, and DJ got paid $200 million or Phil got $200 million and you had uh, DJ get like $150 million. Honestly, that seems a little bit low at the moment, um, if you ask me. But, um, you know, now that's going to be a huge get if he had indeed is going. You get the number two player in the world, and you get the current Open champion who is coming over. So they'll have uh, a couple of players. You're also hearing that Hideki Matsuyama is going. Um, you know, we're just going to have to see, though. Until we actually see these people go, we really don't know. Um, but very, very interesting, I think, to see that happen. Um, 
coming up and seeing how this goes. I I just think there's going to be a major shakeup in how things are done with I think you had the initial guys go through and and a lot of heat was taken and that kind of is gone now and what you're going to have is you're going to have guys going now because they're not that worried about the heat they're going to take. Um it's more, all right, hey, we're just going to go because people aren't as caring about it now. Now that there's been a few events played and you see how they're run and stuff like that, they're not a complete joke as far as how they're run. Now they are different, but um, you know they are run for what they're trying to do. They are run, I would say, fairly well um, as events. Um, we're going to see here in Chicago here in a couple weeks how that goes. But uh, yeah, that's that's something I think they want to see as they are going through um, and all these players are seeing how it's going for players as they're going through and, all right, what do we got? All right, now it's kind of died down. Now you're going to see a few more start jumping in. And, and the change in what's gone on with the the tone of players like Rory, you know, with the PGA Tour, finding a bunch of money and putting together these events, I think, you know, that kind of made players a little bit upset. And they're like, hey, you do have all this money and you do have all this going on. Where was this before? Stuff like that. So I think you have more and more people realizing that the live is, is even though you go through with what's going on with money and all that stuff. Again, you know, that's that part we've talked about in the past, how we we're not looking at that, because I think if you start looking at all of that, you could why, you know, why would we want to support the PJ Tour? I think you can get into some places with that, uh, pretty much with everything that has hundreds of millions of dollars. But what happens is, um, you know, you're going to need the tours to talk a little bit and be more opening um, to what's going on. Do I want to see... 54 hole event shotguns absolutely not that was probably the coldest take of the week was Graham mcdowell talking about shotgun starts at the open how that would help with pace of play first off you could only fit you know 54 players on there um at a time if you're doing threesomes you could do two waves and have 108 um unless you wanted to start doubling up on holes and anybody that's played um you know, anybody that's played some sort of outing shotgun, you knew, you know that those are not the fastest, and so that wouldn't solve your problem. But how disappointing would that be where you were finishing your round and you didn't get to finish it on 18? Like, that's the such the coolest setting of, hey, I'm going to go out, leave town, go out. You're on. It's almost like you're on a journey. You're going out, you're coming back, you're coming back into town, and you get to come in and play. So... You know, imagine if that was a shotgun and, you know, Tiger's teeing off on the eighth hole, you know, um, and he plays his final round and he doesn't get that moment across the bridge. I think that's uh, something that you have to look at. And so, you know, it's something where there's going to be some sort of compromise, I think, somewhere where probably going to see what you're probably going to end up seeing is just the two tours exist I don't think they'll ever co-sanction. I think it's going to just have to come down to the what, what's going to have to happen, and I think this is what the players wanted anyway, um, is it's going to come down to a couple of things. One, the tour is going to have to loosen its media rights usage policy. They are going to realize they are losing out on that um, by not allowing the players to post stuff. 
and that's what's that's a big deal nowadays. That's a lot of money that uh, players can make. That's guaranteed, um, essentially, that they could be posting and monetizing and doing that stuff, and they're not getting to do it. And then the other thing would be they're going to have to loosen on their policy about playing other events, you know, which I I personally think is a little ridiculous anyway. I mean, these guys are not contracted or anything like that. Yes, they do sign up to play on the tour and stuff like that. But, you know, having that rule where you're not going to be, you know, giving these guys, what, what happens if a guy plays on tour, he's a tour member, but he's not getting any starts. You know, these are the people I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about these rules. And so, you know, that's that's a little bit ridiculous to me. You're not going to guarantee them starts, but you know you can't let they have to get you know a request to go play somewhere else. Like you know that's that seems like an issue. And from a, a law standpoint, you know I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I know there's um, rights to earn a living type things, and you know they can't really stop you from doing that. So there's some interesting things that go there, but. Very, very good tournament. Very interesting stuff. But unfortunately, now we're going to be back, um, you know, on this live train. We're going to be into the FedEx Cup playoffs, which honestly just don't really do it for me that much. Um, I'll watch. But, you know, especially this year, it always, as I always say, it just comes down to what course we're playing and it comes down to who's playing. Um, You know, in these FedEx Cup playoffs, obviously you're going to have people playing, but they're going to be playing at uh, St. Jude. Um, in Memphis, which having played on that course, it's it's interesting to watch, but it's not the most interesting golf course I'd say in the world. Um, and then you know you can keep going from there. I don't even know where the next one is. I, I just wonder what you know these. It's they have such weird schedules on these uh, these events that they do. So let's take a look real quick where their next one is. So after we go to. Um, after we go to FedEx, we go to the BMW, which is in Delaware this year. Might watch that a little bit because I've never seen that course. Then we go to East Lake. Honestly, not my favorite course. Um, but yeah, we are definitely in the doldrums here. We've got three weeks. We've got the 3M Open. We've got the Rocket Mortgage. And we've got the Wyndham. Uh, you know, as far as previewing the 3M Open, I don't even know who's in the field. That's... That's going to be, let's take a look at that. We'll go inside the field. Um, yeah, when your big names, your big names, you got Hideki, you got Danny Willett, Jason Day, and, I mean, you got Marty Fish, the tennis player, is in this. That's one of the big names. I mean, yeah, this one's pretty scarce. Pretty scarce. As far as who's playing, you've got a number of people outside of the 150 from last year, and then you got people from the reshuffles. Um, yeah, like DJ, DJ Trahan, DA Points, Illinois guy there, but Kevin Stadler. When Kevin Stadler's getting starts, the field is not deep. That's for sure. They're they're going down. They're pretty good because uh, he has not played uh, in a while really well. So. Um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of make it on through. Um, I'm going to pull for Ricky Fowler this week. At least we got Ricky to watch. Uh, I've been seeing some good golf from him of late. He just can't put four rounds together, but he's been making some cuts, missing some cuts too. But, um, 
I do see his game coming back a little bit. It's looking better and better. So we'll root for Ricky this week. We'll see what we got. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of make it through this section of the season and see what we get. And uh, we'll go from there. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.